The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. We are wacky and weird over here, recording whenever we feel like it lately, and that's okay. <laughs> my, my name, as always, is Greg Knowlton, and I am recording alongside my my only co-host now, because you know what? Forget Matt. No, I'm just kidding. Matt's really busy. <laughs> Matt's so busy. Hi, guys. I'm Monistat Chafing Relief Powder Gel. Uh, I, hope everyone's, I hope everyone's having a great week. Uh, I know the world's kind of wild right now, but we're going to try to take your mind off of everything going on in uh, these current events. And for the next, oh, I don't know how many minutes that Greg and I could hold a conversation, just let yourself engulf in this nerdgasm of talk that we're going to bring forth to you. So you don't have to worry about any of the everything going on around us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, then we've got a little bit of news to start, and it's mostly good news. I think we should start with the the not so good news, like I guess the politically charged news first, which is Hartley, what's his face, the elongated man, um, is no longer going to be part of Flash season seven because he said some dumb things. A while back, and he said said a few insensitive tweets. I believe one of them had something to do about I'm not going to make any racial, I'm not going to make any mild racist comments because uh, Al Sharpton will be on my case, something like that. Another one about if I had a wife, I'd beat her. Another one about getting to see boobs during a private audition. I'm I'm not going to defend anything on this, but it's they were 2012 people yeah. were a little bit edgier then and real quick before anyone's quick to crucify me uh people were a lot edgier around that time no one really gave a shit and that kind of humor was it was almost the norm i mean that's when adult swim was at its peak uh park was super popular Trauma, trauma was very popular around that time too. Uh, I, I these kind of feel like James Gunn style tweets where it was exactly. you're going for a shock value on these tweets. Now, I, at the time when James Gunn was making these tweets, James Gunn was working for Trauma. I mean, James Gunn wrote the movie Terra Firmer, and if anyone's seen Terra Firmer, it is one of the most fucked up movies out there right now it's a trauma movie that came out in the mid 2000s somewhere uh there's a a it's it's absolutely insane to try to describe the plot to you uh will make you turn off the podcast uh, <laughs> now it's 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 unfortunate that he did say those things and obviously he came out and said hey i was a different person then which which kind of makes me believe that maybe around the time he was trying to work for something that was a little bit edgier or he was maybe writing for someone uh along the lines of of something a little bit edgier now like i said i'm not defending what he said 
I'm just saying you have to look at it as it's it's this weird double standard that we just went scorched earth on this guy. His career is fucking ruined. Um, yeah. And it's mainly because he's not on the level as someone like James Gunn that made two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Um, and it's 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 it is unfortunate, but also at the same time, like, don't say stupid shit. Yeah, it's this weird this weird thing, I think. I think you have to be smart on what you post on social media, even if you're not a celebrity. Like, jobs checked. Like, I, I my job checked Facebook before they hired me. It's a thing. It's a real it thing. Is. It definitely is a thing. Um, the other thing too is like with professional wrestling, there is wow. a, um, you know, Ellie from AEW. She was uh, she just told me recently. Uh, well, not recently. It was a while ago about uh i already forgot her name but she was in nxt for a while Mm -hmm. they went back and they dug up uh uh jokes about the holocaust yep and they went scorched earth on her clutch adam from aew he he got two dark matches after before his second dark match er aired um all his like a bunch of tweets came out and his second dark match was not aired, and he was fired from a couple of the indie companies that he has a title at. So, no kidding. Yeah. Again? Clutch Adams. Oh, okay. Wow. So, what did he yeah. say? He had just used the N word and made some like racial oh. sensitive comments, um, and gotten tossed for it. So, so yeah, it's a thing. But at the same time. And it's such a hard thing because you don't want to defend it. Uh, but I no. feel like, like if you go into ninety percent of the of people's like social medias in two thousand and eight, and like in between there, when people were like, "Oh, whatever, no one, this is never going to matter," you could probably get rid of like half of Hollywood in, via cancel culture that way. Like it's really true. I think a lot of people have, and yeah. now I don't defend it, and I don't like. I but I, even sometimes I look at this and I was like, I wonder if I've tweeted anything stupid. I like did. Facebook I have. Anything stupid. I absolutely <laughs> have. I've said dumb shit, but it was yeah. at the time where it was like, uh, dude, so like I know it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, 2012, whatever, 2011, but it actually was. People grow, yeah. people change, and like I I put some shit on there that I thought was I just funny, uh. It was never – I never put, like, racist humor up, but I, I definitely put yeah. some sexist humor up before. But, I mean, I've always it's – a, it's a character. I'm not really fucking like that. Um, but I just – now, where's where does it – so they fired him, scorched earth. He deleted his Twitter. Yeah. His career's probably ruined. But you have someone like James Gunn where the actors fought, and they were like – James Gunn was just doing a character on Twitter – uh Batiste Dave Batista said he will not be a part of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 unless James Gunn is back. Now and then you, you take a look at someone like Hulk Hogan, who was recorded who was recorded saying some fucked up shit. Yeah. Scorched earth on him, but now Hogan is back in the picture. Like he's it's it's yeah. almost like he forgot his recent his race uh racist uh racist remarks. Jesus, I can't talk. Um and then you there's there's so many other people that have said shit, but it's a it's it's almost like we pick and choose who we go scorched earth on, who we cancel. Uh, and when. 
it's, and a and lot again, of it's, yeah, that's another thing too. Right now, with everything going on, it's it's a much more hot topic. So you know, companies are, and, and this isn't just. It's not just because it doesn't matter all the time. It's that a lot of companies are putting a focus on the fact that uh, Black Lives Matter, or we're trying to be sensitive to these racist issues, like racial issues. So when they look, they go, if we're really going to represent this, we can't have this tied to our name. So, and that's some of it right now. Like I know I can't even log on a video game website. Like I, uh, I play a video game called League of Legends. I talk about it on podcasters. The site that I have to go on, or not podcasters, on Squadway, to go on to like do my character builds says uh-huh. Black Lives Matter right across the top, which is good. Like I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, but I think that's why a lot of that is happening is just there's this focus on representation in, in the media right now, representation and how we act right now. But it's like, it's, it's so weird. Cause right now the hot topic is race, which it should always be a fucking hot topic. Yeah. But like a year ago, it was, uh, it was gender it, it, rape. Uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's weird. And it, uh, Everybody seems to forget that Jeff Goldblum came out and was defending Woody Allen and was uh, defending not yeah. shit. I, I I don't know how to explain it, but like he almost got canceled yeah. on Disney. Disney almost pulled the Jeff according or world according to Jeff Goldblum. Did uh, they pull it? No, they did not. They left it on there. Okay, they did not pull it. So that's where I. It's it's like we look at Jeff Goldblum as this Mister Rogers type character. When he's saying dumb shit, it's yeah. almost like people ignored it. Um, well, 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 you can't. Like, you can't. <laughs> you know, just, I can't Jeff Goldblum very well, but no, I can't either. Yeah, but it's so okay, we don't work first on elongated man, but Jeff Goldblum's fine. Like I, I don't know where where the line is. Um, yeah, and it is. It's something I think about when we do these shows all the time. I try to be you know, super conscious of that stuff because you just don't know. And like sometimes something, a, a clip could be taken. That's totally a joke, but you know. Oh yeah, no doubt. Everything gets taken out of contest. Think about the shit I've said on this show. <laughs> my, yeah. uh, my, my impressions and stuff. I mean, yeah. dude, it's the thing is, is like that could be taken out of contest when really it's, it's, it's just character, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. Exactly. But on the on the flip side of it, um, if there was a character to get removed from the show, it's one with a really easy (laughs) 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 just have him turn into someone else. And oh, he got zapped. And now he's stuck looking like this guy. And he chose that. Oh, you know what? I like the way this face looks better than my normal face. So now Ralph Dibney looks different. Easy peasy. Switch. That's right, man. So that's a good one. Um, upbeat news. We'll switch our, our quick 15-minute rant on that, which is important. I think it's really important we talk about that stuff. When you have a platform, oh, yeah. we, we, had, we had a few like, close to 2,000 listeners this month. Um, I think we're doing a disservice if we don't talk about that kind of stuff. I think we're making a mistake and being quiet there. So I'm glad we talked about that. Um, upbeat news. Free comic book day normally happens in May. It has been rescheduled, at least for Marvel. Marvel announced they're releasing free comics on both the 15th and the 22nd. 
Um, I'm really hoping they help out the comic book shops too. Yeah. Give them cool promotional stuff to do like curbside, like a curbside event, even if it has to be that, um, to really encourage people to swing by and, and you know, give a hand, especially with this this big event. Free Comic Book Day is one of the coolest things. I still have the Green Lantern Free Comic Book from a while ago. Um, like, I think it's it's just something like comic book fans love, and I don't think a lot of people even realize it's a thing. And oh, there's yeah. some issues. And it's, dude, it's Free Comic Book Day. Let me tell you what. Man, oh, man. It's a good time. All right? Like, people lined up outside of a comic book store. Everyone's dressed up. Everyone's being super nerdy. You can be yourself. No judgment zone. Just have a good fucking time. Get some free comics. Get yourself some graphic novels. Dude, it's uh, dude. Free Comic Book Day is awesome. Queen City Bookstore, my boys on Main Street, they always put on a good party for it. They always get uh, the local cosplayers here. Uh, local cosplayers here in Buffalo, there hanging out and having a good time. There's always some asshole dressed as Deadpool running around playing grab ass with everyone else. It's a good time, man. I know the uh, the local um, Star Lord, and he's great. He's really really good. Oh yeah, he totally is. Yeah, he does a great Peter Quill. I went to college with him. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh. And then I have a cat sitting on my head right now. You do. Uh, the other good news is this is where he sleeps. The other good news is um, the it's the 80th anniversary or 80 year anniversary of the Joker. So we keep having the the villains um, their anniversaries. It was just Catwoman. Now it's the Joker. So there's a hundred page comic releasing. Um, I have the Detective Comics um, Thousandth Issue Edition, and it was a really cool book. So I've seen some of the covers for this, um, and they're, the variant covers are incredible. One of my favorites is the Joker. Like, it's the old school, um, almost like Cesar Romero Joker. Fuck and he's yeah. got three That's my Joker. wearing Joker masks, holding holding weapons, and I think it's the coolest thing. <laughs> it's a really cool cover. Dude, I'm gonna look that up. That sounds cool as hell. Yeah. So that's that's that. Did you you had some news on your end, right? Oh, real some... quick though on that Joker thing, man. That's awesome. It's unreal that that character wow. has been around for 80 years, and yeah. it's seemingly the Joker has just gotten better with age, man. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I mean, I know there's some really goofy version of the Joker from like cartoons and stuff, uh, like the Batman didn't particularly yeah. care for that joker with the dreadlocks and bare feet i thought that was weird oh, yeah. uh, and then yeah. obviously yeah, I, joker. I fucking despise the uh uh see i already forgot his name i hate him so much the Leto? what oh dude i hate him i hate joker? him so much he yeah his version of the joker was like uh Die, what's that band called? The the guy and the girl, they're rappers. Die, die, ant, ant word. Yeah, they have that song called Candy. Uh, it, it's almost like they were like, let's turn the Joker to like, it's like, yeah, the Joker is gonna look just like this rapper. Put some yeah. grills on him, give him some shitty scratcher tattoos. He's like Hollywood Undead meets Juggalo meets what you just said. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, sure. Meets Juggalo. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I just have a, a couple little things here real quick. I just want to point out that uh, obviously gyms are closed. Everyone's having a real hard time finding any kind of uh, a reason to get up and work out. Well, on YouTube, you could find Linnea Quigley's Horror Workout. It's it's a, a full workout, and it's absolutely free, and it's a lot of fun. L- Linnea Quigley is a scream queen from the 80s. She's gorgeous. She's a delight. Uh, she has a dog rescue, but she... Uh, her her horror workout from 1990 that came out is is out so i recommend everyone to check that out uh in other news evil dead 4 is on the way and i know that sounds a little confusing shouldn't it be like evil dead 5 well army of darkness isn't really you know isn't really considered evil dead it's called Mm -hmm. army of darkness um or this is a sequel to army of darkness and they're, uh, and they're just considering the 2013 movie, the remake, uh, or reboot, whatever, uh, which I don't consider it a reboot. I consider it another telling of the story in the same universe. Um, well, Bruce Campbell and Sam, Sam Raimi have handpicked their director, uh, the gentleman that did The Hole in the Ground, which was a horror movie that came out last year. Uh, his name is oh good lord I already forgot it but it's it's Fade Alvarez did the 2013 uh, movie which they wanted Fade to do this one but for some reason it uh, just fell through so they went with director Lee Cronin uh, is his name and he is handpicked by Sam Raimi himself which I don't know why Sam Raimi isn't directing uh, this this installment of Evil Dead uh, but rather yeah. he's producing it just like the way he did with the last one. Same with Bruce Campbell is also producing this evil dead movie. Uh, the title is evil dead. Now. <laughs> I love it. I dude, I dig it, man. Why not? Fuck it. It's very like nineties, two thousands. Like it totally gives me that vibe. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Evil dead. Now. Just like big doom, 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 three and W O. Um, I love it. So, it's super, it's super cool. Maybe the now is an acronym for something. And the now could, N could be Necronomicon. O could be, I don't know. And W could be whoopity-doo. Um, and it's for Nicolas Cage because Bruce Campbell's replacing himself with Nick Cage. <laughs> Wait, what? I said N's for Nicolas Cage because Nicolas oh. Cage could be <laughs> I, I honestly, I wouldn't hate Nicolas Cage in an Evil Dead movie. Me neither. He'd be perfect for it. <laughs> it would be super cool. You just, you cannot have somebody else act as Ash. You cannot no, have a replacement for Ash. I remember in the early 2000s, there was a huge rumor going around that they were going to reboot Evil Dead and actually cast, uh, there were, two people that they were talking about casting to replace Bruce Campbell as Ash. And the one was Ashton Kutcher. And the other one was, ah, I forget his name, but uh, the guy who played Stifler in the American pie movies. Oh, Sean, uh, Sean William Scott. Yeah. Uh, neither of them have the type of control that Bruce Campbell had over his body. Uh, in certain scenes where like Bruce Campbell's fighting himself, where he almost turns into like a Looney Tunes character. The only actor that other actor I could think of that can do that is like Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Jim, I honestly I wouldn't hate if uh, if if Jim Carrey was cast as cast in an Evil Dead movie, but he cannot be Ash. No one no. else can play Ash Williams. Get different people involved. Yeah, I shit, man. I actually I would like uh, uh, 
Dana DiLorenzo to come back. Yes, she was and, great. Uh, yeah, she she was she was f- phenomenal. And Ray Santiago, I would mm-hmm. I think those two popping up maybe at the end of the movie as like a cameo would be super fucking cool. Uh, but, and the, even if they do connect it to the new film, I actually love the girl um, from the new Evil Dead, the 2013 Evil Dead movie. Like, I thought she was great, so she'd be cool to see as like a cameo too. That actress's name is Jane Levy. Uh, Fede Alvarez uh, picked her for that role and actually cast her as the lead in his uh, the the horror film that uh, that Fede Alvarez came up with after evil dead called don't breathe which is very good very very good movie um fadey alvarez what i just looked her up that's the chick from zoe's extraordinary playlist how did i not realize that oh seriously yeah yeah um she uh she's actually done with horror she's on uh she's on like some sitcom now doing normal shit She sings. She's on uh, yeah. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. It's the singing show, and I love it. But I did not realize <laughs> that. I did yeah, not realize she, she was phenomenal in Evil Dead and great in uh, Don't Breathe. I thought maybe we were going to see a resurrection of the Scream Queen because the Scream Queen was in Twin Peaks. What? Huh. She was in a tw- like uh, Twin Peaks at some point, too. Okay, that I didn't know. Huh. All right. But I, I actually thought that we were going to see like a resurrection of the Scream Queen with, uh, with her being the lead in this last Evil Dead movie. I thought, I thought things were going to change and we were going to get Scream Queens back again because Scream Queens kind of fizzled out around like 1990, uh, 1990, 92. Uh, now, of course, all the Scream Queens, they're aging actresses that are uh, getting cameos in indie horror movies like, uh, you know, Felissa Rose, Linnea mm. Quigley. Uh, all these, uh, Brink Stevens, they're all just kind of popping up in horror movies, but the age of the Scream Queen's over, unfortunately. Um, yeah, the, only, like, the last, like, Scream Queen, quote-unquote, if you want to call it that, that I could think of is, like, Neve Campbell. Um, yeah, okay. I could see that. Well, like, to a point, like, with all the Scream movies and everything, like, that's the last thing, and, like, like the most recent, I could think of, who who went the longest. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, she came around in the nineties, so yeah. That's really all I have on uh, on the news. Just that Evil Dead stuff. Oh, that's really cool. I'm actually I can't believe I didn't realize that because I love that movie and I love that show. I would have not realized that was the same girl. I. <laughs> 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 uh, Man, oh man, I tell you what, I have been reporting on Evil Dead, I think, every week since I've started. I've dropped some kind of Bruce Campbell-ism for you. But, man, that's me. That's me, dude. You got anything else? No, that's everything. And, like, just speaking of Evil Dead, I I had a Facebook thing pop up this week of, like, when Funkos first started to get super popular. And I was super excited that I found an Ash Williams Funko Pop and sent it to you and Drew. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that, so it's funny that like just popped up yesterday oh, yeah, yeah so. that's awesome <laughs> that would have been what like right. five years ago oh at least at least five years ago i mean i've been around wait we've known each other for almost 10 years now so yeah it's kind of weird thinking that i met all you guys when you were like 16 17 mm-hmm. kind of weird 
Yeah, yeah. Now I'm 26 with a house and a baby on the way. It's a weird life. I'm. <laughs> hey, man. I'm 36, no kids, and an apartment. Nothing wrong with that, though. Nothing, nothing's cool. changing on my end, brother. <laughs> You're married. That's different. Oh, yeah, that's um, all right. I have a quick story we can run through, as do you. Yeah, man. Um, you want me to start? or Because I know you can jam about Darth Vader. I mean, about, yeah, yeah, Darth Vader for like an hour. So You go ahead, babe. All right. Sweet. Um, I have, you've heard me talk about it on this show. Um, you probably know that, like, outside of Grant Morrison, Scott Snyder is one of my favorite comic book writers currently. Um, and he just did a run recently. Um, it came out last year. It was only three issues long. Um, and it was called Batman The Last Night on Earth. And now, it is, is that with a K or an yes, N? it is with a K. Oh! It's really cool. Uh, I actually absolutely love this story. I was bouncing between either talking you know, the first White Night or Last Night on Earth. Um, and just, I love Capullo's artwork. Um, so I, I had to, to hop into this one and the, this comic is so good. It, it kind of starts off with, you know, Batman, um, run it. He's, he's doing it. He's doing a case. Um, and he goes to the, the place where his parents were killed. And there's a little boy there with an umbrella over his head and he, he pulls the umbrella up, um, and realizes the voice like a mechanical prop and all of a sudden the gun shoots and Bruce wakes up in a a sane asylum. What? Yeah. His doctor is a man who very much resembles assembles resembles the Joker uh, and is talking to Bruce that he's not who he says he is, that he's in he's actually in Arkham Asylum and he's been here all along. Um and Alfred comes in to visit Bruce and, and tells him, well, it looks like you're finally awake. Um, when your parents died in that alley, you went insane. Uh, and it kind of goes on and on. And they show his, you know, his group of orderlies. And it's someone who very much assembles Bane, Edward Nigma, the Penguin, Harley Quinn. Um, Man, Bruce- I think I heard about this comic book before, about the whole time he's just been in Arkham. This is cool, man. It gets it gets better. Hell yeah! Uh, And he so he's in here, and it's such so good. Like he he's trying to remember things, and two of the iconic things in the Batcave are like the T Rex and the Penny. And in his cell, he finds a toy T Rex and a Penny. Um, and he's just going nuts, and and he's talking about like his bat suit and his cowl. And Alfred's like, you want to see your cowl? And he pulls out, and it's his electroshock therapy helmet that the oh. belt up to look like bat ears, and and it has the Wayne W on it. Um, and this is just the first issue, and he ends up actually like breaking the cowl and getting out, and it is all revealed to Bruce. Um, and that sounds like a spoiler, but this is literally only the first five pages of the comic, like that all of this is going on. He is in a hologram that Alfred set up for him because he didn't want him to be Batman anymore. No um, shit. Yeah. And Alfred is Alfred? Alfred, no, Alfred, yeah, Alfred's an AI now. 
um, or an old man who has AI making him look young. And this Bruce Wayne is not the original Bruce Wayne. Bruce made a machine that when he died, his consciousness is uploaded into a clone and his clone is brought to life. Wait, With, what? Like his old memories, yeah. So Bat Bruce can't die. Bruce made a machine to keep himself alive using the Morbius chair. <laughs> um, All right. So, so he tells him, like, we're underground, basically, and, like, you don't want to see what the world really is. Um, and he lets him free, and he goes out into this new world that is an apocalypse. It's, like, very Mad Max-esque. And um, he goes out wearing his cowl, which is the shock therapy helmet, and it still is the shock therapy helmet with the the um, the the straight jacket that has the Bruce Wayne or like the Wayne Tech W on it, um, Wayne Industries. And he's met by a lamp that he just hears. It's covered in dust and he just hears a voice from it. And when he shakes off the lamp, the Joker's head is inside the lamp, um, still alive and talking and there to help Batman on his quest and be his guide. And it just keeps going and the world is nuts. There are zombies that are basically um, the Green Lantern rings have taken them over and are just pure willpower. And the people are just being dragged by giant constructs. Um, they're literally just, they're, you just see bodies with rings and the constructs actually pulling the bodies across the ground. Um, there's speed force storms because Barry and all of the other flashes got sucked up into the speed force. <laughs> The Wonder Woman has like a small army um, that she's taken into Gem World, and she's got like a sweet mohawk. She really good. She's with Poison Ivy and, and Kara. Like it's just Wonder Woman with a mohawk. It's insane. Um, she's hot. She looks so good with a mohawk. It's so cool, and she's like scarred up and everything. And it goes on and on. That's just the first issue. It's three issues long. And they're all super sized issues, um, but it is such a cool comic. It's such a cool look on like. The world being like, like the, what happened when Batman died and then comes back again, and I love the the two things that I like. My two favorite little tidbits, like character addings, is like Joker being carried around by Batman on his belt as a head in a jar. That he gets he gets to be something later, which is pretty cool in the comic. He gets like a, a shining moment, um, and Joker's kind of a good guy in this. And then one of the villains that they come across is actually Bane and Scarecrow working together. And Scarecrow has no legs, so he's just a backpack on Bane's back, which gives me, like, again, very Mad Max vibes. All right. Wait, wait, wait. He has no legs? Yeah. Like Lieutenant Dan? Yeah. And he's just a backpack on Bane. Awesome. The art for it is absolutely amazing. Uh, again, Capullo is... If Snyder is one of my favorite writers, Capullo is probably my favorite artist outside of, um, oh my gosh, I just forgot his name, Liam Sharp, who's currently working on The Green Lantern. Like, those are probably the two best artists around right now. Um, and I love this book. I think the, that's just the first issue, and there was a ton of twists and turns. It's three issues in total. Um, I absolutely love it. it you, you, you would like it a lot, um, especially if you like apocalyptic things and uh, I think Mad Max meets Old Man Logan, but it's Batman. I think that's the best way to really this put is, it. Uh, this was 
published this year. This is new. Yeah, yeah. All three okay. issues were just this year. It's only three issues long, like you said, all supersized. Um, and they were originally going to use this as their way to wrap like the Dark Knight's Metal story, but then they picked up Batman Who Laughs um, and now have Heavy Metal coming out in like two weeks. So that this this will be the official end of Kapoor and Snyder's run with Batman. Um, but this was what this was originally supposed to be. It was like, this is how we want to end our Batman story. Um, this is what would happen. So I'm looking at the artwork right now. Yeah, I I, I absolutely love his style. So absolutely. it's yeah, he's great. the one who drew that that like faceless Joker, the Joker with his face pinned back on. That was yeah. cool. And it is just like the my favorite image of the Joker right now, the creepiest image of the Joker right now. So yeah, it's everything I got on that book. Dude, that is awesome. I that's a straight up my alley. I'm actually surprised that it, yeah. it came out this year because I remember hearing uh, hearing something about the whole like uh, like a what if thing. Like what if Bruce has been in Arkham the whole time, like years ago? But yeah. to see that this was brand new, that they actually turned this into a story is fucking cool as hell yeah but it was so it was all alfred doing this yeah and it gets weird there's more to it like they introduce the red and they introduce like i said the speed force storms and there's so much going on in this world um <sighs> it's really it gets really wild <laughs> well alfred <Yeah>. fuck. <laughs> i mean there's another issue where from recently where snyder blew up alfred's head so he much must believe the same thing Oof, really yeah he was gonna leave bruce and bruce said well you know my secret so you know what i have to do and kill them <laughs> all right dude that was awesome that was a good take uh of course you know we're doing the the month of short issues whatever i have one that's uh five issues and this one is just titled darth vader because Big surprise, Mike is going to talk about Star Wars, you know? I know you like Star Wars. I enjoyed the Star Wars, okay? Uh, <laughs> now, this, this uh, is by Gillen, LaRocca, and Delgado. I uh, did a fantastic job on this. The artwork is money absolutely love the art in this. It's written very well. It's a fun read. And there's also a lot of character development for Vader in this series. Now, this takes place right after the Death Star is destroyed. In the events events between A New Hope and uh, The Empire Strikes Back, a lot of people don't know what happened there. Um, What happened was, was... well, actually, you know the, the the screen gimmick at the beginning of every Star Wars movie? Well, they actually have that in the comic books, too, to kind That's of give cool. you where we're at. Now, <clears throat> now, if you don't mind, let me just take a sip here. How dare you? <clears throat> a little parched, so I took a swig of my beer. I'm going to read this as if I were the Emperor himself. Now, picture now picture you're sitting there, and uh, the yellow the yellow font is coming up. Uh, <clears throat> it is a period of insurgence. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base on the moon of Yavin have won a shockingly surprise victory against the rightful reign 
of the Galactic Empire, the Empire's ultimate peacekeeping force, the Death Star, was destroyed due to an unforeseen design flaw. Without this deterrent, the rule of law is in danger. Chaos looms. For the 19 years after the vanquishing of the Jedi and his painful rebirth on volcanic Mushtafar, Sith Lord Darth Vader has faithfully, faithfully served his master. But now he has failed the Emperor and must pay the price. So the comic starts with uh, Darth Vader actually... Ending up on Tatooine at Jabba's palace, he fucking wipes out a couple of the guards. He has some back and forth with Jabba, of course. Yeah, so Jabba's reminding Vader that Jedi mind tricks don't work on him. Of course, Vader is doing the whole, look, fuckface, I'm not a Jedi. I'm a Sith. I we just use force. We don't trick anyone into anything. Uh, they have a little bit of a talk, a little bit of back and forth. Finally, Jabba is actually intimidated by Darth Vader, which it isn't easy to intimidate Jabba the Hut, considering he runs Tatooine and his crime syndicate goes fucking deep. Uh, but Vader is terrifying. Um, and he even puts a forced choke on uh, on Jabba. Now, the re- what Vader actually wanted from him were two bounty hunters, um, but one of them being uh, Boba Fett, and the other one was uh, uh, a Wookiee bounty hunter for someone else that we'll get to in a minute. Um, but the reason why he wants Boba Fett is because he wants to find out who blew up the Death Star? Who this kid was? Now, the other oh, wow. thing, too, is that pe- people don't know this either, but the first time that Vader and Luke Skywalker fought wasn't in Cloud City. Uh, for uh, The first time was actually uh, not long after the events of, uh, of A New Hope. Uh, they fought on a spaceship real quick, real quick, and it was because... Uh, the the lightsaber that Luke was wielding, of course, was Anakin's. Really threw Darth Vader off for a loop, and he kind of did a whoop 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 later piece, and Vader bounced because he was full of emotion and just had to get the fuck out of there. Um. Anyways, this whole series is just about how the Emperor is so fucking pissed off at Vader because the Emperor lost his you know security deposit on the Death Star. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like, twenty. Think about it, man. Twenty years of planning and constructing this Death Star, and it's blown up. He's blaming it all on Vader. Vader is replaceable, uh, which we find out later on uh, in this series. With I'll uh, I'll get to that in a second. Also, Vader appointed. Now, do you remember in A New Hope? Uh, when you first see Vader do the force choke at the table to the one dude who's, he's the one that said something about ancient religion, whatever. Well, he didn't die in the Death Star. He got off and he's actually uh, has the same power that Tarkin had now. 
Oh. And the emperor, the emperor did it in spite of Vader because he put this guy in charge of Vader. Uh, whatever he says is his word, uh, is is the emperor's word, uh, word, and Vader has to listen. So Vader is just being such a fucking dog right now, and he's being punished. Um, so let's see. Let's fast forward a little bit, and let's get to Dr. Afra. I love Dr. Afra. We all love Dr. Afra. Now, Dr. Afra was commandeered by Vader uh, to... Dr. Afra has a reputation, right? Cool. Quite a fucking reputation. Vader knew about it. So Vader uh, kind of enlisted her against her will to make... To, to, so Vader could have his own army at his own disposal that the emperor won't know about that obviously doesn't sit well with the emperor which is later on too now it turns out that this army is on genosis deep within the catacombs of genosis so afra uh oh afra also wakes up uh triple zero who is the murderous android that looks and talks just like c-3po only his specialty isn't just uh, inter- uh you know uh in- interpreting it's torture <laughs> he's a psychopath um, and also uh bt the other droid that's like uh he's a i think he's an r6 unit bt1 yes yeah he's he's an r6 right i believe he's like because he's the same as Chopper, that model. So he's not an R2 unit. I think he's an R4 unit. Um, well, anyways, Dr. Afra is kind of against her will, but she's going along with it too because, you know, she's she's smart. She knows Vader could kill her easily. So they, uh, they get to Genosis. Uh, it turns out that the queen is still alive on Genosis, but she's infertile. You know, she's an immoral queen. She's infertile, so she she has a mix of the droid army that was left there, the technology there. The technology from the droid, the droid empire is there. And she kind of spliced herself with these droids so she could continue to reproduce these hybrids of droids and uh, the the Geonosian species, which are just like those bug creatures. The droids are terrifying. They're like organic droids with wings. It's it's super creepy. Anyways, Vader kills kills the queen, uh, which looks an awful lot like a xenomorph laying eggs. Um, kills the queen, gets the army. Um. And then to to fast forward a bit with the story is that Vader finds out that he actually is being replaced. Uh, the Emperor wants to replace him. Vader is uh, Vader's outdated. His cybernetics are extremely outdated. Uh, he failed the Emperor on Mustafar, and he even mentions it in this graphic novel. You have no idea how much you let me down on Mustafar. I could have left you there to die. Instead, I had compassion and I brought you back like this. He's like, you're more, and he said it too, you're more machine than man. So there is this small X-Men-like force that 
that the emperor inlet. So the, the people that constructed Vader's suit, the same people that constructed, uh, or like the same, the same technology that was used for general Grievous is used for this kind of like special troop of fake Sith, fake Jedis that are just all scientifically modified. None of them use the force, but they use science to mimic the force. And they also have uh, a calamarian who's just a picture like uh, uh, a calamarian's head on top of General Grievous. And that's what you get. Mm -hmm. Um, And to, uh, to end the, uh, end the whole series, the series is fantastic. It's so good. Uh, There's a lot, and I can't stress enough. There's so much character development in this Darth, with Darth Vader in this particular series on how much he hates the emperor. Um, And at the very end of it, Boba Fett, Boba Fett comes with information to Vader. He apologizes and says that he got away. He got lucky, but I managed to get his name, Skywalker. Boom. That's what hit Vader. And he realizes that he has a son Um, and he's having flashbacks of the emperor lying to him that Padme died, that his anger killed her. Um, Meaning that, you know, the, the kid's dead too. He doesn't know anything about twins yet. That's later. Um, yeah. It's not until Return of the Jedi. But it's Vader's angry. There's a close-up of his fist. He's squeezing a fist. And he starts squeezing another fist. Uh, the glass starts to shatter uh, inside the Death Star. Um, and then uh, he talks to the Emperor uh, through the little communication thing. Emperor is, he senses Vader's anger and everything, and Vader kind of kayfabes it. Um, so when when the Emperor tells him in Empire Strikes Back that it's the offspring of Anakin Skywalker, that isn't how Vader found out. It was actually Boba Fett tracked down Luke Skywalker, which is in another series, um, and it's also in another book, too. Track down, relay the information back to Vader. That's how Vader found out he had a son. And that's right, right fucking there. The wheels are in motion. Him and his son are going to overthrow the Emperor. And everything is going to belong to them. And that's where it ends. It's it's great because it, it this, this, uh, this comic book shows you, again, what a piece of shit the Emperor is. How the Emperor is always a step ahead of everybody. It shows you still, even after 20 years, how conflicted Vader is. Um, and just what a compelling character. And uh, also at the same time, he's a dog. And it's just, it's, it's, your heart's with him, but at the same time, he's a murderer. He's a maniac. Uh, the Emperor even has a, a part in there where he says something about, oh, don't mind Lord Vader. He's very sensitive when it comes to children. Uh, hey. Vader, Vader freaks out on this kid. Uh, but anyways, it, uh, it gets a little bit of Dr. Aphra and it shows a little bit of her character, how she's how she's a tweener character and she plays whatever is convenient to her. Um, and then it also goes into a bit uh, with the uh, uh, th- this other company, Silo. Uh, this guy Silo that runs this company who actually designed Vader cybernetics and how he kind of has, has an upper hand on Vader. Uh, and it's cool going back to Geonosis 
overall, dude, this is a fantastic read. And I recommend anyone that's a Star Wars fan to check this out. Yeah, I think I've read some of it. I don't think I ever finished it because I remember you recommending it when we did our Star Wars episode before uh, Rise of Skywalker, and then I ended up diving yeah. into it. That one was the one where it uh, Vader actually encounters Silo, and they he they shut yeah. off Vader's cybernetics completely, so Vader's suit is completely shut down, and he manages oh. to use the Force all of his anger and his fear and hatred. Um, and he manages to move his cybernetics and start his suit back up using the force, showing yeah. that no matter how scientifically advanced I, uh, you know, anything could be, it's no match for the force. Yeah, I and I love that. I remember that, and I remember like really liking Dr. Afra, and now she's had two comic book runs. She had a 40-issue run and then another yeah. one in April or last year of April, maybe. Um, so yeah, it's a really cool book. I love I love BT1 and Triple Zero. They're characters I really, like, I would love to see get the animated or live action treatment. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see, uh, if we see Aphra with, with how jam fucking packed the Mandalorian season two is. I won't be surprised if we see Dr. Aphra or those uh, homicidal droids. Yeah. That would be, that'd be really cool. Uh, that kitten that I was just showing you, his name is King Louie. I kept his original name because it just made sense. Um, but his name was supposed to be Chopper. Oh, really? Yes, because <laughs> he's orange and white. Uh, and my child, is his name is going to be Ezra. So we were going to name him Chopper. Really? Yeah. But we kept him as Louie just because it fit. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely a Louie. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I definitely took the low road on this and went with Star Wars, but it's a very good I mean, I series. Man. Hey, hey, man, whatever. They're good. They're both good series, right? Yeah, yeah. I love, I love this. I love the Batman book. I real the Star Wars comics. Like we were talking about this not too long ago. I love Star Wars. I really do. It wasn't until I started to get into the expanded universe of Star Wars, like reading the comics, playing Fallen Order, uh, and honestly sitting down with like the animated shows like Clone Wars and stuff that I was like, oh my gosh. Like I felt really, really fell in love with it. It's Um, deep, man. It expands. It makes it so much better. Like if you haven't watched Clone Wars, um, like I loved it because it made Anakin not just this whiny little, you know, brat. The Clone Wars made up for how annoying Hayden Christensen was in those yeah. movies. It made that if I if if that was how he was in the live action movies, like three would have almost probably put me into tears. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's uh dude, the movie the uh movie Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. is probably the, the weakest Star Wars movie out there. I mean the the story's there, but Oh, God damn, that's, it just sucks. The action is incredible, but the actual acting is just subpar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also, like, uh, I I know I, I, Hayden Christensen, I guess the whole, the takeaway from those two movies that he was in, it's, uh, the his favorite, favorite scene doing everything in Star Wars was the scene in the nightclub because he was actually around people and it was an actual set. Everything else was a green screen. Uh, yeah. and that, 
Dude, that just sounds awful. Yeah. Uh, hey, man. Uh, here's the... Uh, uh, here's what I was talking about where... Uh, what, what the Emperor says here. Uh, Silo, he's in charge of these... Uh, it's it's been like ten years they've been developing these um, enhanced like soldiers uh, with the ability to fly, use lightsabers and shit like that without using the force, just using science. Silo says, "In many ways, these are my children." Vader screams, "Enough!" And then you hear Vader, no, and it's the Emperor that shows up, and he says, "You will forgive Lord Vader. He is sensitive on the topic of." children <laughs> which i just love because because vader can't do anything about it all he could do is just say my yes, lord man. and you know fucking uh lick his butt man that's all he's good for <laughs> at that point. that's um yeah but Next week, I promise not to cover Star Wars. I'm going to cover something really cool that I've been wanting to talk to since we started this. Uh, uh, since, since since you guys invited me on the show. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for next week. Um, that's everything I've got. Hopefully, I'm actually looking forward to getting to a comic book store this week and picking up some issues. You know so... what else I'm looking forward to? The three of us in person in the studio and not using this Uber conference shit. Yeah, I cannot wait, man. I have stuff that I'm taking to the studio to hang up. I have a a ten foot Stone Cold Steve Austin poster. I have a Jack Nicholson as the Joker poster from the '89 Batman. I'm wow. so excited to be decking out, man. Oh, you got Funko Pops. You got Gambit and uh, Rogue. Good, good. The just came in, and I don't know. I feel like I Gambit, Gambit has to wear that full body condom to do anything to Rogue. And you're pulling out a lightsaber, which for some reason I do not own a lightsaber, even though I'm the biggest Star Wars nerd there is. The second one is on the way. <laughs> second one, see, you even have a second one on the way. I don't have one lightsaber. I found, <laughs> I found a stick while doing yard work, and I looked at it and said, This is a good lightsaber. And started swinging it around. And the neighbor's looking at me like I'm an asshole, so I fucking beat the shit out of them with that stick. And then I, never mind. <laughs> So um, a friend of mine sends me a thing the other day. He goes, you want this lightsaber? You can buy it off me. And I said, sure. What lightsaber is it? And he goes, uh, I don't know. It's the, it's something. And I was like, oh, I know what that is. That's the signature series Darth Vader lightsaber from 2007. Nice. No, I'm not going to buy that off you. Why? That's worth like $500 at least. It's <laughs> so, like, wait, what? It's just been sitting in my closet. I was like, no, 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 no. You're good. You can hang on to that bad boy. Greg, you are a good, wholesome Christian boy. I tell you what. Yeah, I almost snagged that thing for like 100 bucks. But Me, I'd have been like, you know what, man? I'll take it off your hands for you. I know it's just clutter for you. <laughs> I'll take care of it for you. Shit, man. Send them my way. It's worth a dollar. I lied to you. <laughs> yeah, right? Matt's, a, Matt's dumb. Me, it's not worth that. Or Greg, Greg's dumb. I fucking just called you bad. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, after I'm extremely offended. <laughs> um, until next time, when we can all hold hands and sing Kumbaya around the same microphones. 
in yeah. the studio together. That is everything I have here uh, for you at the panel discussion. Do you have anything to add? Those microphones better be covered with foam gimmicks because I do not want to spit all over it or touch the spit of other men who was spitting into that. And then I touch it and then I spit on it. And more people say, this is how we COVID-19 becomes a thing again, man. <laughs> is that what you want? You want COVID-19 again? That's how you get COVID-19. <laughs> Perfect. But until next time, that is everything we have for you here. Should we tell the people about our new show? Our new show? Yes. Not Back Issues. Not Harley Awesome. No. This is Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Hey, man. We just can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Never gonna stop. That's right. We're back. BICBP-radio.com. They should go listen to it right now. They really should. Where can they listen to it? BICBP-radio.com. BICBP-radio.com Chris and Anthony just can't stop Stop, stop till they drop That's right That's the kind of freestyles you're going to get from Anthony On Chris and Anthony just can't stop At BICBP-radio.com Chris and Anthony just can't stop BICBP-radio.com Chris and Anthony just can't stop Chris, I think we should stop with the commercial (laughs) 